0: Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Step into the
1: world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family
0: Hey, Bill O'Reilly here. Welcome to the No Spin News, Tuesday, March 28th, 2023. Stand up for your country. Here is a life truism. Most human beings feel happiest when they feel secure. It's just human nature, as they say. But America is not a secure place today. We saw that yesterday with this terrible shooting in Tennessee. We'll get to that in a little while. But overall, our poor leadership, and it is really bad in Washington and many states, and a bunch of overseas threats like China and Russia are making we the people collectively insecure. And, and therefore, we're not a happy people anymore. And this isn't a buoyant uh, country. Now, I'm generalizing you know in your life you may be very very happy and i hope you are and you may may be spreading that happiness around i hope you do but collectively we're we're on edge here and that sets the stage for a political strong man to rise up again and that man would be donald trump and that is the subject of this evening's talking points memo So last night on Hannity, uh, Mr. Trump sat for an interview for the whole program. Not much new stuff, and I'll explain why in a moment. There's a reason. Um, The former president uh, basically was annoyed, as he has been for years, about his circumstance, particularly the investigations of him. Roll the tape it's a new way of cheating on elections it's called election interference what they're doing is if they can't win at the ballot box because i'm leading everybody by a lot in the polls for every republican frankly and every democrat by a lot including biden by a lot and uh, they can't beat you that way they're going to do this kind of stuff okay so there were two things on the record uh in the hannity interview number one Donald Trump said he never had any social relationship with Stormy Daniels, and number two, that he would not have bailed out the Silicon Valley Bank to the tune of $20 billion taxpayer money. Now, President Biden doesn't care about that. Um, he is the wildest, most irresponsible spender in the nation's history by far, by far, and he just writes the checks orders the money to go out and of course our debt rises and rises and rises and that hurts our economy and that's the truth there is not two sides to that story the data is the data but let's get back to donald trump so in my conversations with him i I suggested after he asked that uh, he might want to run as a statesman this time around because he has a record of four years He might want to emulate Winston Churchill. We've gone over this before. Churchill was booted out after World War II as PM of uh, Great Britain. He won a few years later by basically running as, look, I know what I'm doing. Okay? So I suggest that Donald Trump might adapt some of that. He is not going to do that. He's not going to do it. All right? It was clear last night that Donald Trump is going to run his campaign on grievance. Okay? Now, this is very, very interesting. This is a decision he is making, just like the decision uh, to sit for an interview with Sean Hannity, where Donald Trump filibustered the entire interview, so he didn't give Hannity a chance to get into asking follow-up questions. And he would ask a question, and Trump would do five minutes on it, all over the place. Now, this is not Unusual for a politician, but I'll tell you inside stuff. When I interviewed Barack Obama, who is very good at doing that, by the way, and Donald Trump, and I interviewed Obama three times, Trump about 30 times, I would tell him before the interview, if you filibuster, with all due respect, of course, I'm going to have to come in and interrupt you. And I'll do it as long as I have to do it to get the answers to my questions. I would say those words to those presidents. Because I knew, if I didn't, that whatever I asked, the president or the politician, whatever it may be, would just answer, answer what they wanted for six, seven minutes. And that's what happened last night. Now, Donald Trump does that, and Barack Obama did that for a particular reason. You control the interview that way. So you basically ignore what the question is and answer what you want to ask and donald trump has mastered that it's a very hard interview interestingly enough when i went out on the tour the history tour with him he didn't do any of that none of it he answered every question i had There wasn't one question he dodged and he answered it in a pithy way wasn't any of this all over the place but it for a politician it is shrewd to control the interview you don't let a wise guy like o'reilly make you look bad, or ask you questions you don't want to answer. Okay, That is a calculation. The other calculation, as I said, is Donald Trump is going to run on grievance. He believes that most Americans, at least the majority that would put him back into office, are angry at a variety of things. And he's going to tap into that anger and say, I'm the only one who can avenge this who can stop this madness. And we do have a lot of things to be angry about. Let's be honest in this country. We do. It's harder and harder and harder for working people to have what they deserve, which is a stable economy, a nice place to live, and a safe neighborhood. It's hard to have that now in many places in this country. And Trump's going to come in and say, I'm going to give it back to you. And only I can do it. That's what he's going to run on. But here's the ironic kicker. Running on grievance is the same thing that the people who exploit African-Americans do. The African-American culture in this country is based on grievance. We are not treated fairly. We never have been treated fairly. We are discriminated against based on skin color. Grievance. 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 And it works. It works. And I'm going to prove that to you coming up. We're going to have a segment on reparations. Okay? That grievance has dominated African American politics for decades. For decades. Donald Trump is doing the same thing on a completely different audience, on a completely different level. But it's all about grievance. Could it work? Yeah, it could. And that's the memo. President Biden went to North Carolina today to tell everybody how great the economy is. OK, and that's what you're going to hear from Joe Biden. Everything's great. There are no problems in this country that need to be fixed. I'm the greatest president. And uh, that's that. OK, so while Trump tells you the country's going down the drain, Biden's <laughs> going to tell you the country's the greatest level ever because of me. So there you go. And, you know, the American voter is going to go, yeah, oh, like that. But when it comes right down to it, it's stripping away all the BS, as I always do for you, the Democrats and Biden are running against the grocery store. The Democrats and Biden are running against the grocery store in the next election.
1: With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to...
2: and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com.
0: No purchase necessary. VTW. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. All right. Now, new poll Monmouth. So-so poll. All Democrats. 542 registered Democrats. Do you want Joe Biden to run again? Okay. Um, most of them say no. 40 percent, and that's not most, 4 in 10 Democrats want Biden to step aside in 2024. Two quotes from the poll. First one, 3 in 4 Democrats, 74 percent, have a favorable opinion of Joe Biden. Just 14 percent hold an unfavorable view. However, when asked if they want what they want to see happen in 24, if the choice was up to them, nearly half, 44 percent, would like Biden to step aside so someone else can run as a Democrat for president. Just 25% say their preference is for Biden to pursue a second term. That's that's an amazing last sentence. Just 25% of Democrats want Biden to run again. Okay. Second uh, extrapolation, word of the day from the poll. Quote, half 51% of the Democrat electorate cannot offer a name when asked who they would like to see as a party's nominee if Biden does not run. Among those who do have a preferred alternative, Vice President Harris, 13% is the only potential contender who registers above single digits. Now, I'm going to deal with that in the thought of the day, in the final thought of the day, okay? So the Democrats don't have anybody else. That's why Biden's still in the game. All right, he would have announced before if they had any strong candidate, which they do not. Okay, let's get to Tennessee and the shooting. You know, it just breaks my heart, and I hate to use a cliche, but it's true that these three nine year old children are dead, and the three. Senior citizen adults are dead as well because of this um, crazy, I'm going to use that word, um, trans person who gunned them down at a Presbyterian school for no reason. All right, so this uh, person was born a woman, and I guess she didn't want to be a woman. I don't really care. He brought a uh, gun in and killed six people. And now the usual stuff. We went over it yesterday. Um, Gun control, ban this, ban that. Um, It's insane. Congressman Steve Cohen from Tennessee went on MSNBC, the Grievance Network, and said this Go.
2: But you got to do more than prayer. You got to get guns out of these people's hands and out of their access. You're not going to stop all the killings, but you'll stop some of them. And and it's just a matter of we don't need more assault weapons. We don't need more um, high capacity magazines. We've got to have these red flag laws everywhere.
0: All right, so look, you got to get the guns out of the. You know, I mean, this guy, I have put forth, I think, the best, and it's not a solution because it's never going to be solved, but the best containment policy. And I'll reiterate it it's on BillO'Reilly.com as a message of the day. Number one, any person committing a crime with a gun is tried in federal court. Take it out of the states and local. All gun crimes are federal crimes. Number two, assault rifles is a state issue. New York State and City, far different than Wyoming and Montana. It's a self-protection issue for the Second Amendment. That's never going away. So tomorrow, if Joe Biden wrote an executive order saying all assault rifles are banned in the United States, it would be immediately stayed and the Supreme Court would overturn it. You have a right, according to the Second Amendment, to protect yourself with firearms. Now, what firearms can you use? That should be up to the states. And the key to this is each state, all 50 states, having laws of registration for assault rifles. Now, some will not be stringent. Others, like New York, where I am, you can't have one. You can't get one. Okay, so You have a position whereby that is the way to contain this, because you're never going to solve mentally ill people, ever. 330 million Americans. There's a legion of of, of insane people out there. Chances are you know some of them. With three, with what, 400 million guns on the streets now? They're always going to get them, no matter what Steve Cohen does or Joe Biden does. But the states have got to really, in a public safety context, decide what the registration level has to be. And the feds have to prosecute all crimes with guns. Best I can do. And that would cut it down very seriously. Okay. Um, one more thing. Axios, the left-wing website, is reporting 57 killed, 133 hurt just in March. From mass shootings, what they don't report is only two of those mass shootings were like Tennessee. The other one happened in South Carolina was a domestic situation. So two um, and the others, 38 mass shootings, were gangsters, criminals on the streets, drive-bys. Axios somehow just didn't mention that, couldn't get to that. Two, and that doesn't diminish this horror in Tennessee or the South Carolina, does not diminish it. These are facts. And 38, drug gangs, whatever, what have you.
2: It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car
1: before my kid's PTA meeting.
2: Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?
1: I never win and tell.
2: Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
0: California. So this is according to Bloomberg, okay? There is a reparations task force approved by the state legislature and signed by Governor Newsom. Tell us what reparations should be to African-Americans in California. On July 1st, they have to issue their report right now. They are considering $360,000 to each of the 2 million blacks in California, 360,000. Okay. Total cost 640 billion with a B. Now, California a budget deficit of twenty two and a half billion dollars, <laughs> so they can't afford it and nobody's going to give them this money. They're not going to be able to borrow it. The feds aren't going to give it to them. So they can't, they can't pay it. They, it's impossible. So where is Newsom? He doesn't say anything. But this loopy Sacramento legislature, they could pass this, which will lead to more people leaving California. Now, in 2021, there has not been a more recent poll. Black Americans were asked about reparations by the Pew Research Center. Okay, the question was: Do you think descendants of people enslaved in the USA should be repaid in some way, such as given land or money? Yes, 77 percent. No, 17 percent. That is overwhelming, and I don't think it's changed since 2021. So, Black Americans want reparations. So, joining us now is a colleague of mine, Dominic Hardy, works at WABC radio, as I do. And some of you are listening to the No Spin News now under the title of Common Sense on WABC. Dominic Carter is a longtime political reporter. He joins us now from the city. Okay. In your experience, Dom, um, why do so many African-Americans want free stuff? You know what, Bill? I I, I think you know I'm a
1: straight shooter. And um I'm going to answer your question, but I have to start with this because I would be remiss if I didn't. I want to thank you for what you've done throughout the years, always telling the truth to the American people. Bill O'Reilly, you are the man. You're right. People want free stuff. And in this case, it's disgusting from those in the African-American community that are pushing this bill. It's divisive. It's never going to happen. States can't afford it. City can't afford it. Why push something that's never gonna happen? I, I would think, honestly, Bill, and, and you know, we can talk about a number of issues as it relates to this, I would think that it would be more important in particular in my community, in the Black community, to discuss the issues, the more prevalent and relevant issues of Black-on-Black crime and education, rather than some pipe dream of reparations that's never gonna happen, ever.
0: But again, why do so many African-Americans want it to happen?
1: Well, you said it in your lead-in, three things. Uh, one, Bill, I want to believe, I really do, that most Americans, I know the numbers are overwhelming based on polling, but I, w- I want to believe that most African-Americans in their heart do not believe that. I want to believe that most African-Americans get up and go to work every day and they're trying to survive, And provide for their families this narrative of reparations bill has always been there but but this is the problem bill with with the woke agenda that you talk about this is the problem with black lives matter that they have pushed this narrative where now these types of issues are in the forefront and so, something that was always in the background, but not really the major issue, has become a major issue. And and all it is, Bill, if I can be brutally honest with you, it, it's a crutch. Uh, it, it 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 really breaks my heart uh, that that some African Americans are pushing this. But at the end of the day, it is true what you said, Bill. I I mean, because slavery happened so many years ago i'm not saying it was awful what happened in slavery but whenever you offer free stuff to people they want to take it and frankly that's been the democratic narrative and in terms of the biden administration particularly when it comes to african americans and we'll see if it works this time but it's not going to help the community all it's going to do is hurt the african-american community bill o'reilly you know it's your show you're the man what is the point of promising someone under reparations uh, a home for a dollar? That doesn't uh, teach you to appreciate the fact that you've got to work hard to come up with the down payment and, and, and work hard the American dream. You're selling somebody a pipe dream. It's never gonna happen. Bill, I grew up, and don't tell me about, oh well, Dominic, you know, uh, you're not black enough, Bill. I grew up in the projects of New York City on welfare without a father in my life. You're talking about reparations to a degree. They're already here. I was able to go to college on basically an affirmative action type program, but it wasn't just for black kids. It was for white kids, Asian, for everybody. And that's the way it should be. It, it's th- this reparations argument is dividing America. It's not going to bring us together. And it's never going to happen, Bill.
0: All right. I got it. So after uh, Kathy Hochul uh, defeated Lee Zeldin for governor of New York, despite the fact that there were dead bodies stacked in black neighborhoods all across New York City. I mean, you can't even go to the grocery store if you're a 67-year-old woman with a a pocketbook because somebody's going to steal your pocketbook. Yes. So. The reason that Zeldin lost to Hochul was because 90% of black voters in New York City voted for Hochul. 90%, 9 out of 10, even though Hochul is directly responsible for death and destruction in the black neighborhood. So then I, O'Reilly, this is what I do, I decided to research this. And I've never really said this before because my research is not complete, but I think that you uh, are a good person to bounce it off, Don. The black culture now, the social culture in America, is so ingrained with grievance, as I was talking about with Donald Trump. Everywhere you look, all entertainment vehicles, hip-hop, rap, all that, there's no more Motown, there's no more Uplift, It's we're a persecuted race. We African-Americans are persecuted by our own country. We always have been persecuted. We are owed not only money, but deference. We are owed uh, free, get out of uh, jail free card. You can't incarcerate us even if we hurt other African-Americans. We we are a, a nation aside. We are not what other Americans are. Our culture is different. It's based on grievance. And you, white man or Asian man or whoever, you owe us. You owe us. And you better pay up. That's what's driving this because, as you said, the Democratic Party plays right into that separate culture. It's like an apartheid. The black culture is different than the white culture in America. And most African-Americans have bought it. Your reaction? I agree with you 8,000%, Bill. You
1: call it the way it is. And I'm now going to use that term, borrowing it from you, the grievance culture. Because that's what's happened, uh, sadly. And it really does break my heart in the black community. When when I when I started out as a political reporter, Bill, in 1985, I was assigned to cover Jesse Jackson uh, and the '88 presidential campaign. Every community we went to across America, in terms of uh, the black community, it was always the same thing: uh, high crime, things that exist now. And and don't don't don't. I'm tired of the victim game. I think most of us are tired of this, Bill. I'm tired of it's everybody else's fault, but you're not introspective in terms of what what are you doing? What is the community doing? And it has to stop. It really has to stop. And the only ones that can stop it, because Black Lives Matter, besides uh, besides making themselves quite rich with buying uh, wealthy real estate, it's been nothing but a con. Let's call it what it is. The George Floyd situation, it was tragic. But he's not the type of guy, no disrespect to Mr. Floyd, that the Black community should be looking up to. Frankly, we should be looking up to doctors, lawyers, educators, people that are doing the right thing. Nobody wants to talk about the Black-on-Black crime. Everybody wants to, frankly, blame white people for what Black people are doing. No. At the end of the day, we are responsible, Bill, and we should have a better grasp of our community. Well, I hope it happens, Don. I watch and listen to you every night, Bill, Thank because you. you tell the truth and you don't hide behind the race car. Well, you come and on, on after I me, so, so I listen
0: to you, me. too. But, I, you know, look, you and I are sympathetic in our philosophy of life, self-reliance. America is a great country. There is opportunity yes. if you seize it. Yes. But you have to have discipline to seize it. All right, Dominic yes. Cardi, WABC Radio. There he is. Appreciate it, Don. Very nice of you to help us out tonight. Okay, let's get to uh, the urchins, all right? So if you're a parent, a grandparent, obviously, you know about urchins, right? That's the definition. So uh, savings.com, money website, you might check that out. I have a new survey. Um, They asked 1,000 U.S. parents about their adult children. Here's the headline. Uh, Half of parents with adult children provide support financially for them. The average support of those half, $1,400 a year. These are adult kids, okay? So Gen Z, that's born between 1997 and 2012, all right, that's my my urchins or Gen Z. Okay, 66% are getting money from mom and dad or grandparents. Millennials, 81 to 96, you should know better by now, Um, 31%, a third still getting money from mom and dad. Now, mom and dad are enabling them, but circumstances are different. I might, I hope I don't have to. I don't think I will, but I take it on a case by case. But in the United States, parents and grandparents are carrying their kids into adulthood. Remember, they can stay on your health insurance until they're 26 years old. Smart life. Okay, this comes from Teresa Bailey in Bowling Green, Kentucky. Teresa, thank you very much for helping us out here. There is a website, trustedhousesitters.com. Trustedhousesitters, one word.com. So I got Holly the Terra Dog, y'all know that. And if I want to go someplace, I got to find somebody to mind Holly the Terrier Dog. Um, I can't put Holly in a kennel. He's not built for a kennel not built for it. I can't do it. I wouldn't do it. Luckily, I have a nice uh, battery, a uh, support system out here on Long Island, and I get people to mind Holly the Terridor, but a lot of people don't have that. So for money, about $135 a year, this website, trustedhousesitters.com, will set you up with somebody who will mind your pet in your home. Okay. Now, We check this out, and if you're willing to pay the dough, uh, you'll get somebody to come in and mind your pet. However, you're going to need to check that person out thoroughly because you're letting them in your home, and you're not going to be there. But it's a resource. Many, many, many happy. uh, It's got uh, a 4.5 rating out of 16,000 online reviews. TrustedHouseSitters.com. Teresa Belly in Kentucky. Whoopi Goldberg doesn't like the woke culture. Will the tape.
1: Y'all need to make a book <laughs> of stuff that no one can say. There has to be a book of stuff that nobody could ever say. And then we could all study Ever, ever, ever. Then the book include, would be banned. Include everything. <laughs> in include everything. Because I tell you, the things that change, you yeah. can say this, but you can't say that. But next week you might not be able to say this. It's hard to keep up.
0: I agree so I wanted to use the word Eskimo the other day and we we're talking about Maine <clears throat> there are no Eskimos in Maine but it's cold there. then I can't say Eskimo anymore because somebody's gonna get offended in the tundra I guess Orientals you can't say that so I'm going it's got to be Asians now that's okay with me I don't have to say Orientals um, But if I want to go to the Orient, I guess I can't go. I don't even know. Now, I don't really care. (laughs) Okay? I don't. Whoopi Goldberg has to care. She works for Disney. Disney's the most woke corporation in the world. So she has to care. And she's always apologizing for saying stuff that she didn't mean. Okay? She used the word Whoopi Goldberg. what, What that was all about was she used the word gyp. Remember uh, when you were a kid, if somebody uh, took money from you or didn't, wasn't honest, you say, I got gypped. Well, that comes from gypsy, okay, and that's a slur, gypped. Now, I didn't know that because I don't use that word, but then I saw it, I went, okay, gypsies, we don't have them in the United States, by the way, but they're all over Europe, okay. Um, I don't even know if they call them they are the Romanish people or, I, I, you know, I can't keep up. But Whoopi Goldberg said the word gypped and Disney came right down on her. Bang. Got to apologize. OK, this is insane. I run my own corporation so nobody can force me to apologize for anything. But that But I don't want to be insensitive. I don't want to use words that people might feel bad. I don't want to do that. Why would I want to do that? That's stupid to want to hurt somebody using a word. But I don't know the words. And neither does Whoopi Goldberg. This say in history, 1964, March 28th, this is an amazing stat. 59 years ago, the Beatles had 10 hit songs in the Billboard Top 100. Ten. A record. Wiped out Elvis. Okay. Here they are. 78 do you want to know a secret? Roll Over Beethoven was 75. All My Loving 71. From Me to You 50. Can't Buy Me Love 27. I Saw Her Standing There 26. Please Please Me 4. Twist and Shout 3. I Want to Hold Your Hand 2. And the Number One Song March 28, 1964, Roll It. Okay. Now, the Beatles sold more records than anybody else ever, uh, estimated between 500 million and $600 million worth of records. Elvis, second, $500 million. Michael Jackson, third, $400 million. All right. If you want to know more about the Beatles, the real story, the true story, Killing the Legends, my latest book, if you want to know more about that. There's Killing the Legends. John Lennon, Elvis, Muhammad Ali. Okay. We are going to take you now to Team Normal. I got to get a song, a Team Normal song, (laughs) like an anthem. So Team Normal is our campaign to separate the people who, you know, really admire their country, uh, think it's a noble nation, flawed, we want to improve it, but this is opposed to Team Crazy. And we have all the gear and people are having a, a good time with it. This is not political not ideological this is we're Americans we're proud of our country we're going to show the colors of team normal when we walk into Costco or any of the big stores or the little stores people are going to talk to us and we're going to explain what team normal is there we go we're going to have a great spring and summer meet a lot of nice folks have a few laughs and that's what we're doing billoreilly.com store has them and we hope you check it out word of the day Words. I just threw the word of the day away. Do not be pedantic. P-E-D-A-N-T-I-C. Do not be pedantic. When writing to BillOReilly.com, Bill at BillOReilly.com, Bill at BillOReilly.com, name and town. Some people forget, particularly listening on a radio. So we have 100 radio affiliates carrying the No Spend News now at night. Name and town if you wish to opine Bill at BillOReilly.com back with the mail final thought in a moment All right, let's go to the mail we got George a concierge member and I'll have a word about that in a moment they keep talking about when Social Security may run out of money but they never mention when welfare will run out of money and when are we going to run out of foreign aid money never never on any of them we'll just borrow it that's what we do in America we borrow 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 that's why we have 32 trillion dollars in debt mark In my opinion, 99% of Trump supporters are peaceful, law-abiding folks who just want what's best. 1% are violent idiots. That's no different than 1% of police, Catholic priests, etc. Every group has some bad people. I don't think it would make much of a difference if Donald Trump used the term nonviolent. That doesn't. So what? He should say peaceful whenever he's rallying his supporters. What's the downside? Okay, let's go to Kevin Slattery. Good Irishman. I am a conservative. Many of my friends are as well. Among those I know, none of us like Donald Trump. Okay, certainly a a minority in the Republican Party. Feel the way you do, Kevin. Deborah Carney, Kilgore, Texas. I always look forward to the No Spin News. In my quest for the truth, I found that you supply it, O'Reilly. Thank you. As a premium member, I don't care how Trump comes off in tweets or whatever platform he uses. He kept the country safe. He made us energy independent, no inflation. My life was much better when he was president. There you go. Uh, Carolyn, concierge remember the Dems and media supporters made the mistake of declaring that there was absolutely no irregularities in the 2020 election, and anybody who disagreed was a conspiracy person or a white supremacist. They never accepted Ex-President Trump's win in 2016. I think there's some truth to that. If you hold the opinion the election was rigged, that's your opinion. Not based on any verifiable fact now, but you can hold that opinion. Sandra Steerman, Grand Prairie, Texas. I was wondering if you heard about the new mansion tax in California. Of course. Uh, California is going to tax anybody with access. It's never going to stop. So if you have a expensive property and you sell it in California, you'll kick a lot of money to the government. We have that in New York as well. Uh, just finished. This is from uh, Nancy LaFrance in Atlanta, Michigan. Never been to Atlanta, Michigan finished killing the rising sun. Wow. What a book. I enjoyed it immensely. I learned so much about world war II. It's sad that your books aren't used to teach history in public schools bill. It is sad. Those versions would like those books and they learn a lot. Now, what uh, Nancy did was the backlist, okay? There are 12 killing books, and you can get them all. You can go to BillOReilly.com. We have them, but you can go to Amazon, and it's called a backlist. So if you missed them, pick them on up. Okay, uh, let's take another very quick break, and i got a final thought on Joe Biden. Here is a final thought of the day. Biden or Bust. So Democrats, as we pointed out earlier, they don't have anybody else. And that is really an interesting situation because Joe Biden is not capable of being president. If you don't know that, then I can't help you because he's running the country into the ground. Things are going to get worse. It's just terrible. So we got to get a new Democratic nominee for president. Can't put Kamala in there. She can't even speak. Biden speaks better than Kamala. <laughs> Hard to believe. But I, I can't. Only 13% of Democrats. 13% want her to run for president. So who else? Can't do Newsom. California's insane. Okay. Chuck Schumer. Are you kidding me? Senate Majority Leader. Can't do him. AOC. <laughs> we might as well all move to China. If that happens, so who do they have? I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Um, I'm trying to go over the card catalog in my mind. Bernie Sanders? You can't run him again. Um, so look, not my problem. The Republicans have many, many more qualified candidates. Nikki Haley who I don't particularly uh like, she laid out a decent border plan today. You might look that up. It was it was pretty good. Got to give her a props. I don't think she's uh, a leader I would feel confident in, but that was good. When was the last time you saw a Democrat lay out a a decent border plan? Never. <laughs> who where are they? Where where are? Where is it? Joe Biden? Are you kidding me? He's going to be 80 years old. And he acts 90. Act your age. Well, I am. I'm acting 90. So this is not a good deal. We have a strongman populist, Donald Trump. He could win again. We have a very efficient governor, DeSantis in Florida. He's got some momentum. I don't know whether he could run the country well or not, but he ran Florida very well. And that's the stepping stone. All right, we got Tim Scott, senator for South Carolina. Christy Noam, the governor of South Dakota. I mean, these are all very effective leaders that the Republican Party could go to. Okay? Um, but the Democrats, you know, you're sitting there, you on, and there's got to be a why. And I'll tell you what I think it is, although I'm not in that world, so I don't know for sure. If you don't go along with the progressive left in the Democratic Party, they ice you. So there's no such thing as a moderate Democrat anymore. So if you're not a loon, a far left loon, you don't have any say. And that's thanks to Nancy Pelosi. Um, I think that's what destroyed the fabric of leadership in the Democratic Party. Certainly you don't have any, you know, we don't have RFK or JFK or Moynihan. or We don't have any of these people anymore. They're gone. You got to be a far left zealot to get any traction in the Democratic Party. I think that's what's going on. Anyway, we always appreciate you taking the time to watch and listen to the No Spin News. I thought tonight's program had a lot of interesting things. Let me know what you think, and we'll see you tomorrow.
2: It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win?